Hi, I'm Jessica Rudnicki with Reynolds & Reynolds. Welcome back to Connected. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Casey Edwards, Vice President of Marketing at Reynolds & Reynolds, about learning from successful adapters to develop winning business strategies. Let's get connected. Hi, Casey. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It is definitely great to have you back on. Um, some of our view viewers may not know this, but you were actually our first guest ever on the podcast. So we've come back full circle and we're so happy to have you back here. Um, but we're going to be talking about something a little bit different this time and than we normally do. So instead of picking apart and investigating one small corner of a dealership, I really want to talk to you today about overarching dealership strategies, specifically what strategies dealers can use to be successful right now, right? That's super important. Um, so I think you have some interesting examples to give and parallels to draw between dealerships and a very successful streaming platform. Is that right? Absolutely. Uh, Jessica, when, when we look at, at really well-run businesses, they're always evaluating you know, how they do business and they're always working on making things as streamlined and as profitable as, as possible. And I, I think now in, in the context of what we're experiencing in the world, there's maybe just a little bit of a brighter or a hotter spotlight and focus on those things. So as, as I talk with and my peers, we talk with, with dealers, an interesting perspective and conversation is always to take things out of our auto retailing environment and, and look at everything through the lens of other retailing and consumer experiences. So a simple one that I thought we could maybe talk about a bit today that everybody should be able to understand pretty easily is that of Netflix. Interesting, Netflix. So what, what do you think Netflix has to teach our industry? Well, it's, it's, it's a fascinating story to, to read and to research. As, as everybody knows, Netflix is a, is a streaming giant, right? You'd be hard pressed to find anybody who doesn't either have Netflix or know pretty much exactly what that service is. But what's interesting is when Netflix, it, what, what they are now is, is very different than kind of what they started in their infancy. Um, most, maybe some of the folks out there might remember uh, back in 1997, they got their start by mailing DVDs to customers, right? And the founders, if you research and, and read about it, the founders tell a really fun and interesting story about how they had all these late fees at Blockbuster. And that was kind of the catalyst and the reason for coming up with this whole by mail service. So, you know, I had the service and you pick your movies and put them in order and then Netflix would, would mail you the DVD and you get it out of the mail and you watch your movie and then you send it back. And, and that's kind of how it worked. Um, that was a big, big, big step, Jessica, from the status quo at that time, right? And what we were used to kind of watching movies. But what Netflix did is what they, they took it a step further and they, they forecasted and looked ahead and kind of peeked around quarters and anticipated the customer's need for kind of watching things now, right? We as, as customers aren't real patient and, and we wanted to watch that movie right now, but customers at, at the time, if you kind of reflect back in those years, they weren't really asking for things to be streamed. In fact, most high-speed internet access wasn't necessarily uh, terribly common. So in 2007, they really, uh, you know, kind of shifted their model and introduced what we now know as that online streaming service today. And it's totally fundamentally changed 
what we do and how we watch and what we watch, quite frankly, on TV, they disrupted that whole cable TV industry through kind of basic technological innovation. Uh, they've been on the market for 20 years. And I, I loved this quote. I had to share this quote that I found. It said, much like the butterfly, they keep transforming into a more beautiful version of themselves. But I, I think the lesson kind of learned, if I, if I look at their story, and it, it all comes down to is pretty simple. Catering to customer needs and offering them an amazing experience, right? And, and that's the kind of thinking that I think dealers need to consider is how can we not only meet but exceed consumer expectations and anticipate their coming needs. Because when we do that and dealers do that well, customers take notice and they pay up. Yeah, wow, that was a great example and I'm starting to follow. Um, but how exactly can dealers make that kind of shift? So do you have a specific customer experience that you can share with us? Well, maybe Jessica kind of to relate it a little bit closer to home to our industry. Um, and, and a dealership experience, you know, one, one part of a dealership experience that is often ripe with opportunity for improvement is F&I, right? And the F&I process, you know, consumers continue to tell us the time it takes and F&I is too long, the experience, the overall experience is just lacking, you know, signing of forms and having to return because things were missed. Uh, it's, it's not something as consumers that we're willing to tolerate, right? So as an example, looking for ways to make F&I more transparent, a different experience, faster, compliant, et cetera. Um, another example that I, that I would throw out in the, in the retail space and the, the automobile retail space is think about self-service and kiosk technology, right? If, if we go in and you're probably most everyone that has done this in the last probably week of their life, you go into the grocery store, right? And you need a, two or three items. You don't get in line and behind somebody who's got three or four carts and they're, they're packed full. You are conditioned and expect to run through the self-checkout with a couple of quick items. You're in, you're out. That's what we as consumers not only expect, but we demand, right? So if you think about that and translate that maybe from an experience perspective in the dealership, right? Shortening that amount of time and hassle it takes to get through those busy hours of the service department might be an area and opportunity to retain and improve customer satisfaction. Absolutely. And I've said it the last couple of episodes, um, this is one of my favorite topics to talk about is streamlining just every part of the dealership, but specifically with kiosks. I love that you shared that example. So that's great information. Thanks for sharing that. Um, are there any other parallels that dealers can draw from Netflix or some of maybe the other successful innovators that they may know? Um, sh sure. One that, one that I thought of and I, I did a little bit of research on in preparation for our discussion was back in 2007 when Netflix launched, uh, one login that they had corresponded to one profile, right? Which was, which was cool and it was great. It was fine until you had four or five people in the household and maybe a two-year-old, maybe a 15 or 16-year-old, and you didn't necessarily want to blend the watching of what those two individuals were doing. So it led Netflix to create what we now know and what we see when we log in is our individual profiles by account. So we start thinking about personalization, right? And here was, I thought, a fascinating fact. 
According to Netflix, 80% of watched content, 80% of what you watch on Netflix comes from recommendations. So based upon, you know, experiences or things that you've done, they're serving up to you and 80% of the time, it's what we end up watching. So take that whole idea of personalization and shift it around to the dealership. Um, as an example, maybe, maybe applying that to CRM. So are you offering diversity itself based upon the user that's logging into your CRM system? So I log in, what I do as a BDC person is very different than maybe what I do as a sales associate or a sales manager or a general manager. Those are very different activities. So assigning each profile, right, that you might need in a tool such as CRM can help everybody be a whole lot more in tune and kind of focused on their tasks at hand. So I thought just the idea of personalization, whether it's in tools that employees are using or whether it be for things that you have for your consumers is a, always a great practice and lesson to observe and learn from other retail giants. Yeah, and when you put it that way, I mean, it makes it a, a whole lot easier to understand. So that was uh, great information and a uh, great example to use. Casey, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast today. Um, before we hop off, is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience? Uh, Jessica, the only thing I'd say, I think maybe maybe simple summary or takeaway is this, right? The, the Netflix effect, if you, if you research and read about it, is pretty simple. It's, it's a move towards a more convenient and personalized content. Again, more convenient and personalized content. And, and I think every company, no matter the industry, can learn from the Netflix of the world and some of the other major retail and digital giants and apply some of those core principles of, of innovation, of disruption, and of personalization. Absolutely, absolutely. Could not have said it better myself. Casey, thanks for those insights on implementing new strategies to stay ahead of the game right now. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jess. I appreciate it. Yeah. Casey shared some great insights today on the important role good strategy and tech can play in the success of your dealership. Before we hop off, just a quick reminder, you can watch or listen to past and future podcast episodes on YouTube or Apple and Spotify podcasts by searching for The Connected Podcast. Subscribe on these channels to get notified every Wednesday when new episodes are released. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thank you.